Radio Network broadcast of allgames.com. It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com. Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from various places in Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening or night as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world, and if you're not, you should stick with us. We're gonna help you take it up a notch. Yeah, the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him, you love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, you have our resident Dark Knight detective. He is in fact next in line for the cowl. He is our intrepid cup reporter, Oz. Slowly creeping up to on time. <laughs> Next, you have the backbone, the pillar, the strength of the Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? And as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor. Sometimes they call me Mister. Sometimes I sit in hotel rooms with my lady and my cousin. And this is Fantastic Forum. Also on the line, he is. The friggin' <laughs> I don't what what it happens it happens happening well, right now. Yeah, I've seen hentai that start out like that. I believe it. It sounded weird. You're right. You're right. Uh, also on the line, he is uh, our our all games head honcho. He's making sure that friggin' the lights stay on and that the friggin' business of all games gets done day in and day out. He's our all games editor in chief, and of course the host of Dead Pixel Live and the producer of Mom's Minute, Derek H. How are you, sir? I'm I'm about 
30 minutes away from being a billionaire. I believe it, man. I believe it. Look, don't forget the little people, man. Remember, the Fantastic Forum was here when you won your money. Last night when I was buying my ticket, I actually had a plan. I was like, what am I going to do about uh, all games? And I was like, well, I'm not going to buy all games, but I will allow all games to broadcast out of the DPL studios, which I will build <laughs> in the middle of downtown L.A. I'm not mad at that. The D- the DPL studios. I I could totally see that happening. It will happen. If it, when one of these ten ten numbers comes up, it's happening. Hell, you know what? If I get five out of the six, if I only get a measly million dollars, it's happening. I wait a minute now. I thought Powerball. All you needed was six. It's not six numbers. Well, you got uh, five plus the Powerball number. But if you get five and don't get Powerball, then you get a million. Oh, that's good to know. That's good to I know. give it a week before DPL Studios is in competition with all game studios. Nah. <laughs> but before they've they've made their unholy alliance with Bobby Blackwolf. Look, as soon as I leave to start DPL Studios, look, all you guys are going to be over on Vogue. Don't even lie. <laughs> right. Bob, you got, you got a time slot open? Uh, that would never happen no it sure would (laughs) it sure would Um, before before we go any further we want to make sure that we thank Scott Rubin, All Games Radio the All Games Radio Network and of course you guys, the All Games community for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much which are comic books um we should also thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics, which, you know, you, you heard about them right at the jump of the show. So I'm not going to go into it again. <laughs> but we have a great show for you today uh, because we're going to talk to you guys about um, Green Lanterns or Green Lantern, Edge of Oblivion, number one. Uh, we're going to talk to you guys about Secret Wars, number nine, the final issue of Secret Wars. And we're going to give you the latest and greatest in comic book news. So we got all that happening. And, of course, whatever whatever else it is you guys want to talk about. Uh, and I should just tell you how you're going to do that or how you can do that, which is uh, via Skype, which we have going on right now. You can uh, actually want you to call into Dead Pixel Live uh, today because Derek has been so kind as to stream for us. So yeah, if you call radio. Dead Pixel Live, we'll let you be the uh, sixth member of Fantastic Forum today. And, Dead Pixel uh, Radio on Skype, that. all one word, no spaces. There you go. Dead Pixel Live, no, all Dead one Pixel word. Radio. Dead Pixel Radio. Oh, I'm sorry. Damn it. I'm, don't, don't listen to me. Listen to Dead Pixel say it, Live. Say it again, Derek. It, well, you type in Dead Pixel Radio and it brings up, it, that's the Skype name. Like, then it has, it, it gets complicated. Just, you know what? Just <laughs> figure it out, people. Just do what Derek says. It's his, so he knows. Right. Dead Pixel Radio, all one word, and then the Dead Pixel Live will come up on Skype, and then you hit the green button, and you'll be on Fantastic Forum on the All Games Radio Network. Maybe Mom from Mom's Minute might call in. I don't know. It happens sometimes. Maybe actually that's not No, she's I actually No, she's actually practicing right now for her uh, Killer Instinct tournament, which starts next week. You can sign up right now. Go to allgames.com slash M4 to sign up for the Moms Minute Matriarch Meltdown Killer Instinct Tournament. You can win uh, you can win a prize even if you don't uh, beat anybody. Random prizes. Uh, if you have an Xbox One, go there right now and sign up. It's free. 
What, what I was day? I was just about to join that tournament, and then I saw Miss H hitting an ultra combo. Yeah, she's Did you serious. Really? Yeah, she she hit an ultra on me. On you? Yes, I was, We were practicing were you last night. There, you no, you, I, I put the video up so you guys can see. And she was like, "Derek, don't take it easy on me." And I was like, "Okay." And then boom, 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 boom. boom. She pulls out an ultra, and she's like, "I'm very confident that I'm going to win, Derek." I was like, "I'm <laughs> confident too." So I'm please don't in just just to get <clears throat> ultra on. Yeah, don't don't uh, don't mom. don't what do you call it? Don't not sign up because you're scared. Because even though Ms. H will probably beat you, you will get beat by a mature older woman. Uh, you can still win a prize because we have random prizes uh, just for entering. You can still win. So you can always get, you can, there's a good chance you can come out with something. People pay good money to get beaten by a mature older woman. Mm. Yeah, everyone knows that about DPL and Mom's Minute. I love it. I'm going to sign up. I, I don't think I'm gonna make it to mom. I'll probably I'll, I'll probably have a a terrible run in with like Tedekin and that'll be enough. You don't <laughs> even have that game. What are you talking about? It's free, isn't it? It's yeah, it's free. And Tedekin, uh, who is signed up for it, for it, uh, he's now world famous Tedekin because he has his own Ask Me Anything over on Reddit going on. Look at Mr. Does Big he Time. Really? Yep. That's amazing. Good for Tedekin. For combat But is it, doesn't he climb up, like, when you ask him about his love life? So you can't really ask him anything. Oh, I guess, guess I, got, I, got, I got my first question ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. I mean, if he, if he mentions one name, then there's ten others he loses. That's true. I, I, I don't know what that means, but okay. Women. Women. I'm talking women. No, no, I know what you're talking about. I'm Maybe just... dudes, too. You know how bitches don't be put getting Ted, jealous. Don't put Tedekin in your boxes. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, jump, jump on Skype, Dead Pixel Radio, and you'll get on with Fantastic Forum. Or you can jump into uh, the All Games chat room, which you go to allgames.com, hit live slash chat, pick a chat name, and you can jump into the room that way. Uh, I think chat.allgames.com works still. I think allgames.com slash chat will work too. It's all taking you to the same place. So mess with it and jump in chat, ask us stuff, tell us what you want to talk about, participate in the conversation because this is a fantastic forum uh, and we do it live. That's how we do. So anyway, um, yeah, I guess that's the long and the short of it. Uh, how are you guys doing? It's good to be on the show. I'm, I'm excited about today. For I don't, it, It's not like, you know, we, were, we did this last week, but... I don't know. For some reason, I was like, I was anticipating today's show like pretty much all day, and a little bit of yesterday. If you use Skype, that's nice. If you use Skype <laughs> on Xbox One and you start playing a game, will that audio ble- bleed in? Yeah, no, I don't think so. That sounds like a challenge. I don't think that's the case. I think Derek's got me all excited. I, I want to practice my killer instinct, but stupid shows in the way. You're what you call, You're not good at that game, Hobbs. It doesn't matter how much you practice. You'll lose. It's okay. Can I have Lawrence in the first round? <laughs> I already got dibs. Oh, what, look. Come on, Mo. Come on. Jay, what? handle my lightweights, Jay. Oh, I suck at that game. 
Ah, oh, damn it, Jay. You're supposed to be confident. You don't have to be good. You just have to pretend you're good. They would have backed down, Jay. They would have backed down. Bad News Bears. That's the, you know, <laughs> somebody, somebody didn't watch the Bad News Bears or the remake of Bad News Bears or Bad News Bears 2, Bad, The Bears Go to Japan. There's a lot of different uh, morality stories you can choose from that will, that will fit this. See, if I, if I had alley-ooped that to Derek J, he would have slam dunked it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not you mad at you. Almost hear the ellipsis. <laughs> I'm gonna make a sound effect for his ellipsis. <laughs> what's what's the sound that ellipsis makes? It's three dots. It's Morse code for three dots. Well, yeah. Here, I'm, I'm I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> Was it the cough? Here it is. It's jacking off a, a small penis? Uh, I don't know how Joe's penis is, but... <laughs> That's fair. That's good. That's good. That's a good answer. <laughs> so, anyway. I guess we should get into some news, right? Yeah. You guys ready? Yes. Alright, let's do it. So, uh... <clears throat> uh... Fox's marketing campaign for Deadpool's acting crazy. Um, there was they robbed a BP gas station dressed as Deadpool. Two burglars. <laughs> they stole a cash point machine <coughs> in Brevard County, Florida. They wore the full machine. zip uh, Deadpool hoodies. They stole a whole machine. Yeah. I, I guess, yeah. They they did. They stole an ATM machine, and the goofy part is that I think they busted one of them because for some reason at one point he removes the mask. There's like three guys. One of them is stupid enough to take his mask off. The, well, the, fun, it, the funny part it, is, I'm, I'm I would halfway believe that this was marketing. Yeah, it makes sense. But the thing is, yeah, it has to. I don't know, cause like. I, I'm not saying I thought of stealing a cash machine at any point in my life, <laughs> but they have they have like the strongest GPS on that thing, and they're super trackable and impossible to open. I have heard they're really hard to open. I had no idea ATMs had GPS on them. Like, oh yeah, it has a battery. It doesn't sense, even have though. to be plugged in. Like it has its own little power source for that's like infinite. Like. Almost like nuclear, like it'll be way into the post-apocalypse, and the cash machine GPS is still on. I think it's like the black box on a plane, right? It's something <laughs> like that. Like that's not even a joke. No, I know it's no. not a joke. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> but like I said, it's not like I've really like researched this or anything. Right. It's like, <laughs> but just yeah, a lot. And, and the thing is, it's not so much. It is stu- stupid to take it off, but. If you've ever worn one of those things, the eyes are like vinyl, so they fog up. Oh, and wow. they, uh, they, because I had a Venom one, and I would wear it occasionally, and every time I would uh, zip it all the way up, it would just fog up, and it'd be hot in there. It's like two layers. The mask is like two layers. Now, what but, I'm trying to figure out is 
what made them decide they were all going to wear Deadpool hoodies? Like, wouldn't it have been smarter to get, like, individual hoodies that cover up your face as opposed to, like, all the same one? Like, I'm sure one of those guys probably bought all three of those at the same time from one place, like, four blocks, six blocks, like, a mile and a half from his house. You know, Why are you assuming they're smart? I'm not saying they're smart. I'm just saying that, like, it's not even, like, to me, it's, like, it's not intelligence that makes you not do that. It's common sense. Like, you know, it's, like, why would, why do we all have to wear the same thing? Why do we need a uniform to rob something? Like, why? I mean, they're not girls. Hmm? They're not girls. I don't know what that means. That means they, they don't care about wearing the same outfit. But that's what they were doing, right? Right, because they don't care about that. The thing is, they probably look these these look. I got my full zip hoodie was like the Lion brand one. I forget it was one of the early like Marvel licensed stuff. Mm-hmm. And that shit was like it retailed for like two fifty, you know. And I got it for ten bucks because nobody was buying those things. They were they're too expensive. I think they probably got it on a deal like that. Because even the Deadpool design isn't like the movie design. It, these are older designs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Deadpool from, yeah, before. I, I remember those hoodies. They should have been wearing so, Suicide Squad outfits instead because that's what that's more apropos, I would think. <laughs> they got to get their, their, their comic book properties correct. Yeah. I would have been, been more impressed if they were in, like, Deadpool cosplay. They they should have all dressed up as members, each as an individual member of the wrecking crew. <laughs> that would have been the way to go. And then the cats would have been like, man, like you can't they would have been wearing masks. And people are like, I don't understand why they're wearing those weird outfits, but all of the comic book nerds would have been like, dude, I hope those guys get away with it. Because the wrecking crew, that's awesome. That's yeah, like who, only, who only, that, the con- right? only constrictor would get away because none of the other wrecking crew wears masks. They're all like shirtless <laughs> and like have a crowbar in their hand. Like no, no, every member of the wrecking crew wears a mask. You're thinking about a different crew. The wrecking crew, like think about you're thinking about like a uh, you have serpent uh, society. Yeah, you're thinking about serpent society. Uh, Who's the guy with the ball? The guy with the ball and the chain. Right. That, he wears a mask. He does? I thought he was just like... Yeah, this Thunderball. Pants. Thunderball wears a mask. And then you have friggin'... The guy with the crowbar. Not, 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 not the absorbing man. Not the absorbing man. The absorbing man doesn't wear a mask. But Thunderball that has a ball and chain does wear a mask. And then you have Piledriver. And then you have... Uh, damn it. What's the other? What's the other fool's name? The one that has the enchanted crowbar from Thor, like that's enchanted, like by Asgardians. Is it a crowbar? Huh? It's not crowbar. It's a crowbar. It is a crowbar. No, his name, it's his not... Oh no! Is his name crowbar? No, his name's not crowbar. His name is. Oh, somebody help! What are these guys' names? The fact, the fact that, like, I can see every one of them in my head. I can't think. As Pile Driver, Thunderball, damn it, the main one. What's the main one? He has a purple like mask usually. Bulldozer, Pile Driver, Thunderball, and Wrecker. That Wrecker, the 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 Wrecker, I couldn't remember because I was talking about the Wrecking Crew, and he's the one with the crowbar. But it was tough for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Wrecker, like they all they all wear masks, or at least. 
in their classic costumes. Not you know what, that would be awesome if they if they if they showed up. I would not even. I would. I would petition the cops not to chase after them, exactly. just in case they were actually. Yeah. <laughs> I would root for them. I'd be like, man, I hope they get that money, man. I hope they figure it out. <laughs> and if they all had like the weapons that they have, like the dude in the metal head with the metal head, or like the guy with that big old ball and chain, I'd be like, man, you know what? We should just let them go. <laughs> um so yeah it's, that's un, it's unfortunate I'm sure those guys will get caught soon because they'll be able to trace the Deadpool hoodies uh, <laughs> if, if they haven't been caught already and you know it's alright hopefully that'll be a little bit more publicity for the Deadpool movie which I think is going to be awesome which damn that's, that's February huh right that comes out in February yeah, it's before amazing. Valentine's Day, isn't it? Isn't it like the twelfth or the thirteenth or something? Oh, jeez, I don't know. They even did a, a fake ad for um, Deadpool that looks like one of those typical Ryan Reynolds movies. Well, I guess I can't say typical anymore because he's done a few that aren't romantic comedies, but. Mm-hmm. It looks like something like the notebook or some shit, but it says Deadpool. Ah, uh, word. So um, what, else, Kev- what else is happening in the news? Kevin Smith is going to be directing uh, episode of The Flash that is going to air in May. That's awesome. Yeah, I I feel like. Kevin Smith's fanboyism mixed with his knowledge of comic books and the team already behind that show will make for a great combination. Yeah, I'd like to see the career. villain he created come out. Which one? Onomatopoeia. You can't do that in real life, right? Why not? Yeah, that's the you like that's the beauty of that villain. Like it's a villain that's only for comic books. Why is he, he only say, for comic books? He can say bam and wham and pow. Which so. is what he does in the comic book. Yeah. He actually says it. Do you know the character? Yeah, yeah. I, I know the character, but... Like, he'll shoot a gun and there'll be the onomatopoeia bam, but then he actually physically says bam. No, I, I get it. but I think that would work. Well, the sound of a shotgun and bam isn't exact. Like, yeah, it. I think it would be. Yeah, I. I guess I know what Larry means. I. I, I'm sure the guy from. No, you can do that though. You just get the guy from uh, from Police Academy to play him. (laughs) Yeah, dude wears a mask. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It, It seems to me like the. It seems to me like it would be weird in real life, but maybe I'm wrong. And you know what? If if anybody could do it, it would be like the team that does Flash and Arrow. They yeah, I mean, Sharp. they made whatchamacallit yeah. work. Like Captain Cold and Weather Wizard. Like That's true. they made the Rose Gallery. Like Flash's villains aren't like the greatest villains around. That is true. I you agree. know, like, and, and as far as, like, they're just not cool, you know? Ex- <laughs> except they for... Cap- uh, they made Captain Cold so badass, he's getting his own show. 
Right. <laughs> so, but that show made them cool. Yeah. And so they could, if anybody could do this, then. Yeah. And then, since we're talking about that team, Legends of Tomorrow, they're going to have uh, an adventure with Jonah Hex, which is, I guess, I don't know if I'm the only one that cares about that. But The real the guy from the, the movie Jonah Hex, or are they recasting it? I, I think they're recasting. Look, they better yeah, I think recast. they're going to do I think they're He gonna wasn't a bad whole... Jonah Hex. It wasn't a bad Jonah Hex, but like still. That, he's an Academy Award winner. Like, he no. was good. The movie was bad. Mm, okay. Kevin Smith's career is dead, if you ask me. How are you talking? That's crazy talk. Why is it dead? He was a movie director on on a fast track to be a big time movie director. He should be doing Marvel movies right now. In fact, he would. They were. He was being. They're throwing his name around to do one of the Star Wars uh, mini mm-hmm. movies or whatever. Right. He and was going to do Superman. See, it was gonna, he was going to do Superman. He had all this stuff lined yeah. up. And uh, now he's doing... Look, it's great and all, but from where he was to uh, to directing a mid-season episode of a TV show... Uh, I mean, uh, uh, not mid-season, May. That's sweeps. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, that Superman had Nicolas Cage in it, so I was doomed from the beginning. But, I mean, he just put out a movie. Hey, look, I don't think it could be worse than what we're getting. I'll say this. I feel like um, I, I feel like Kevin Smith is at the spot. Like, he's in a place that he chooses to be. Like, it's not like Kevin Smith couldn't get another, like, big-budget movie made if he wanted to. He's and no Joss Whedon, Larry. I'm not saying he's Joss Whedon. But he could have. He could have been Joss Whedon, he, though. He still couldn't. He still can be. That's nah, the, he's old already. It doesn't matter that he's old. Like he's still good at what he does. And it's like, it's like you you don't think that that like Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith is in a in a better place than most of the people that get tapped to make a Marvel movie when they get chosen at first. How come he wasn't slated to, to direct any of the the Daredevil episodes when he did a great run on, run on Daredevil? I, I think he's too closely related to the old Daredevil. He should have been. He should like he's he. I would expect him, a guy of his caliber and knowledge and fanboyism, to be a showrunner for one of these comic book one of the but many his, comic the book shows. That, his Daredevil wasn't like traditional, contemporary, classic Daredevil. Like, it had the the, the spirit, but those stories were, were a little different for Daredevil. He killed Karen Page off. Right, and he had, gave him a baby to hold on his back, and he fought Mysterio. Like awesome, though. It was, but it wasn't typical... Um, you know, it wasn't traditional Daredevil. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't I wasn't like like nor detectives with ninjas, you know? Right. Even though I wouldn't put that past him, I just think he just didn't do it that time. I right. I wouldn't be it and was, that that was probably because the guy before him did it. Because, you know, a lot of people right. a lot of people fall back on nor detective and ninjas when it comes to Daredevil. Right. It's easy. 
Yeah, I mean, look, the the last issue of of Daredevil had the hand show up, right? Because that's what people are looking for, I guess, when you're reading a Daredevil comic. And don't get me wrong, I, I didn't knock it, but I was just like, of course it's the hand, you know. <laughs> but here, here's the thing: I, I would not be surprised, and especially when things go well for for Kevin Smith with this fantastic, I mean, with this Flash thing, that. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he does get to direct maybe one of next season's uh, Daredevil flicks or whatnot, or De- Daredevil uh, uh, episodes. Look, for all we know, it's already happening. Nah, they, we had already gotten the news like a year in advance. <laughs> I want to see a Kevin Smith like Doctor Strange. Like, I want to see him in a, a movie movie instead of him... Like leaving his house for a couple of days a week between smoking marijuana to direct a episode of a show, which I gotta guess he doesn't really need to do much. Those guys have been there for three, almost four years now. They know what they're doing. Like those actors aren't gonna be looking at him saying, "Well, what do you want us to do next, Kevin?" Like he's just gonna sit there getting high. Like he, I don't uh, never. I don't. It makes me feel like I can direct it then. Well, yeah, I think, which is a good like, feeling. If you if you go to a show that's been like if, if I showed up on a set of Law and Order SVU, I can direct that because they they already know what they're doing. They've been doing it for twelve years. Like they don't need <laughs> me there. And these Flash guys, they know exactly what they're doing. So unless he goes in and starts and and his episode is a huge difference, a different style than what we've seen, then I mean I want to see him stretch his wings on a big budget Marvel and or DC movie. I, I, I would say let's let him do DC. I mean, I, I think Kevin Smith could do either. Honestly, it's just a matter of finding the character that you feel you can let him do his thing with. And I feel that way about both Marvel or DC, just because, you know, Kevin Smith is obviously a creative guy. And it's not to say that he's going to take something and, like, I, even though he might, like Moses said, maybe might do an unconventional story for a particular character, you're still going to get the essence of them. And because Kevin Smith is a guy that respects source material and respects the history behind a character. So he loves like, comic books. Hmm? He loves comic books, unlike. Yeah. A lot of these directors who, right. uh, like, uh, Edgar Wright, I, look, great guy. I'm pretty sure he doesn't love comic books. Right, right, right. He he. Not only does he love them, but he he understands the genre and has read them and respects them for what they are. And he's a guy that understands movies as well, uh, even though maybe that might be in contention with some people. <laughs> and you know, I I think he understands the differences between the two mediums and where the genres. Uh, support one another and where they come away from each other as well and so I I would love to see him do something, anything, which you know that's why I was excited about this news about him doing The Flash or directing The Flash because you know like I I feel like him and uh, oh man, what's old boy's name the uh, uh, friggin Gus, what's what's the star of The Flash, what's his name? Grant, Grant Gustin? Yeah yeah, I think they'll get along famous, but we'll see. Um, I'm looking into chat. It, big man is in chat. What's up, big man? Uh, he has a question. He said, uh, 
he says, I think there are two types of comic book movies. The ones uh, we're used to, where heroes come together to face an evil, and others that have an underlying theme to them, like Winter Soldier being about people choosing relationships over duty, and like Dark Knight being about order versus chaos. I feel like if we don't, I think he's trying to say here, I, I feel like if we don't get more of the second type, comic book movies are going to die out. And he asked, what do we think? What, what do you guys think about the idea of, I guess, the, thematic comic book movies versus your kind of more typical, the, the heroes get together and beat the bad guy? And do you feel like one's better than the other? Do you feel like if we keep doing, or if we do a lot more of the themat, I mean, a lot more of the heroes getting together, will comic book movies die out? What do you guys um, think? I think uh, once again, like last week, we touted Marvel's. Uh, we tooted their horn for doing comic book movies right. I think they're doing that right. Like the the team ups, the the Avengers, is the one where it's just a fun popcorn fight. The bad guys, and the mm-hmm. individual ones hit the underlying themes. And those ones with the underlying themes build up to the the big blockbuster. It's like if they did a, you know, like if they did the shitty like Fast and the Furious movies, but they had a bunch of like actual good stories for each character building up to each of those uh, popcorn flicks. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, so in your opinion. You're like the the one the comic book movies where you have the heroes get together fighting the big bad or whatnot are the ones that kind of are the driving force in that genre. Like you don't feel like it's gonna die out because we make movies like that versus no. Well, they balance it out. In fact, they do more of the underlying themes than they do. Uh, <laughs> you know, basically than they do the the just fighting the bad guy one. If you gotcha. think about it. You know, like, yeah, if you take into account like Captain America and you and, take into you account know, like Daredevil and or well Thor kinds. the Dark World was a lot of it was about, you know, the duty for the family and and coming together despite their differences because you are family, you know? What about uh, like the Iron Man? Iron Man? Well, you know, if they would have done the third one about alcoholism instead of tinkering then it would have been about that. But it, it basically deals with addiction and PTSD. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's the underlying theme about it. Anybody else have back, an opinion on, on those things? If, if you go back and look at Iron Man 3 and, and like, in your brain just, like, stick alcoholism in there, oh, so much. It's such a great movie. Right. Like that. That's what, uh, That's exactly what I did from the start. Yeah. Now, the only problem with that is that you need more than just alcoholism. You need consequence of that alcoholism. Pepper His dies. addiction to tinkering doesn't show, doesn't essentially, um, it, it doesn't have a, a negative consequence that he needs to learn from. You know, <laughs> if he would have created an Ultron there in the third one, then, you know, it would have been more about the addiction. And that would have, the under the underlying theme would have been more prevalent. That that 
that would that's actually a really good idea like i mean don't get me wrong it's like who knows if they had any idea if they were doing ultron and avengers 2 when they were doing iron man 3 but yeah if, if they had created ultron that would have been like even if it was just like a little sign of it that would been a really cool segue no, I, st- I still would have been mad about Ultron being created by Tony Stark. Just of course, of course, yeah. as you but, should be, as you should. But be. that would have been the negative consequence to the addiction, the 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 progress, the basically everything that's progress leads towards an end. And he would have just, you know, his addiction to tinkering and and creating little god complex, you know, would have been. Like, if you read Demon in a Bottle, like, there's consequences to his alcoholism and his addiction to alcohol. Mm-hmm. But this movie, the, you know, Demon in the Ironclad Suit, but there's no real bad consequence. If anything, his addiction to tinkering saved him at the end. Yeah. Which is, you know... I'm looking in the chat, and I see um, Big Man saying, I don't think that, that Thor movie... The, no, I'm sorry, I don't think that last Thor movie executed well and that's another part of that if the idea isn't executed well it can also hurt the genre you know i'll say i mean just in general i don't well i guess you know what to answer your question more directly big man i think i agree with moses where it's like i think you need a balance of the two I, i i think you definitely need the thematic comic book movies along with the ones that are just the heroes get together and fight the big bad because that's how the comic books are you know sometimes you get a quiet moment and it's just about people and ideas and sometimes it's all about whatever's happening you know it's like directly the the fight and the big bad guys uh getting beat up by the team or the individual or whatever but i i I think just generally speaking i think i just refute the whole idea of the the i mean if you want to call comic books a genre unto unto itself or comic movies a genre unto itself you can do that but i i kind of feel like if you are going to call it a genre it's fine like i don't feel like there's more like people always think talk about oversaturation of comic book movies and all this kind of stuff i don't think that there's more comic book movies than any other genre of movie i just think they're higher profile like people and it's just because they're popular. I'm sure there was a point where somebody was saying the same thing. Well, this is a bad analogy, but I'm sure someone was saying the same thing about the Western. I but like I feel like the comic book call- movies have more of a staying power just because they're not one genre. Some I comic think that's book- not even. <clears throat> I think that's not even a correct term, comic book movie. There's a lot of comic book movies that aren't considered comic book movies because, well, nobody knows they're a comic book. Right. Well, they, they, don't ha- they don't have a like, superhero. Movie. Right. Yeah. This is what I was thinking it should be. It yeah. should be superhero genre. But even then, it's like superheroes, like that's not a genre into itself either, though, because it's like you can have a movie with superheroes in it and it's not the same genre as other movies. Like you can't say Avengers and Mystery Men are the same genre. They're just not, you know, but it's like some people. I, well, I don't think anybody would try to put those two movies in the same category. Yeah. But, but if you're going to put uh, Avengers in the same category as Captain America Winter Soldier, then you might as well just toss Mystery Men in there because the only unifying element you really have other than the character itself is that they're superheroes or they have superpowers or whatnot. But it's like, you know, if that's the case, it's like, 
then we have to put Birdman in there, right? And we have to put Chronicle, and it's like those aren't those. You aren't didn't watch Birdman, huh? No, yeah, Birdman's not a real. It's not a real <laughs> yeah. hero. No, no, I no, no. It's about a. It's about a guy that's playing a superhero, right? No. He no, played the, in, in, in the past. He played one, but yeah, he played it, and Birdman shows up as kind of like his inside inner monologue, his split personality, really. I look. I think my point stands. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the point I'm making. Where it's like, you ever seen Birdman just yet? Just because there's a superhero in it doesn't mean it's a superhero movie. How have you not seen Birdman yet? I just, I haven't seen it either. I, I just I, know I, that Larry why, didn't see it. Why do I have to? Because it's great. Oh. Isn't it an Academy Award winning? It should Look. have been. If it wasn't, it was robbed. No, it, I, it, it was at least nominated. nominated. And it brought Batman back, so I was happy. Yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton, yes. like, the whole thing was, you can see that it was, uh, like, he was telling the story of Batman. Like, his, his the way he dealt with Batman. It was, oh, so good. <laughs> so good. So yeah, good. look, I I knew it wasn't an actual comic book movie, heck. Like <laughs> it's like you, I, you thought it was based on the Cartoon Network show. No, no, I did not. <laughs> it's like I understood that it was him playing a char- a fictional character, no, but it's I like, think you thought it was about Birdman. I got a feeling that you yeah. actually thought, yeah, now, you're, you're you backtracking now. Yeah. You're backtracking because you got caught. No, it's not bad. Like I, the point I was making is these movies. And then Coco Beware shows up. It's like these. <laughs> what I was making is you're lumping all these movies together and they don't belong together. And you know to say that oh well, Birdman's not a comic book movie because it's but not. But the thing is, Birdman would never be lumped into those. Well, but the po- you're missing the point that I'm making is just people are making these decisions arbitrarily. And that's the point I'm making, is that you're saying, oh, it doesn't even make any sense to be included, and that's kind of the point, where it's like, it doesn't make any sense to include Mystery Man either, but somebody would. You know what I'm saying? Technically, wouldn't, like, James Bond and Bourne be superhero movies? Exactly. That's Because they're like Batman without a costume. No, it's not. Bourne Bourne and James Bond is closer to Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, than it is to friggin' Batman, Batman Begins. Tell me I'm wrong. He'll tell you you're wrong. He just won't back it up. (laughs) It's like I'm not I'm not wrong there. That that's true. It's just that the guy happens to wear a costume. And it's like the costume shouldn't be the defining characteristic, because if that's the case, then we put Birdman in, right? Uh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll take I'll take the silence as I'm right. Nope. <laughs> Whatever makes you sleep at night. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Claw also asked a question about Aww. our <laughs> about our opinions on the short list of actors <laughs> for Young Han Solo that Disney put out. Did Did you guys see this list? Yeah, I actually have it right here. It's uh, Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fantastic they, forum flame. Yeah, fantastic forum flame. I mean, <laughs> fame. <laughs> How, where's uh, everybody saying that that he should that Hanzo should be a black guy? Where's where are those people now? Uh, they're uh, uh, they're uh, eating uh, eating kale and quinoa. Um, 
Ansel Elgort. I don't know who he is. Uh, Dave Franco, which I hope it's not him. Like, <laughs> that would be terrible. Uh, Scott Eastwood. Uh, Blake Jenner. Emery Cohen. And Logan Lerman. Do any of them it's gonna, look like gonna It's going to be the Jurassic no. Park guy. They, they, if they want this movie to make a billion dollars, then they give it to the Jurassic Park guy. No, but the thing is, Star Wars, like, that's the thing. But Star Wars is going to make a million dollars no matter who they put on it. Because it's Star Wars. It's like everybody's saying, I, I saw a bunch of memes saying, oh, everybody says that a woman and a minority lead can't make money in the box office. Look at Star Wars. They could have had uh, some anthropomorphic slug as the lead and they would have made a million dollars. You know, okay. it's Star I Wars. That's, I don't know if that's true. Well, if, and by the time this by the time this movie comes out, movie. we're gonna be sick of Star Wars, though. By the time this movie comes out, we would have had what three other Star Wars movies would have been out. Like we're gonna nobody's gonna be excited about Star Wars anymore by the time Han Solo comes out because we would have got we, we're gonna get one. At, we're gonna get Star Wars more often than we get Fast and Furious movies. I don't I don't believe that. I don't think people are gonna be like burnt out on Star Wars. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, that sounds like the people that said you were going to get burnt out on the comic book movies, and that's not happening either. Yeah, it might happen in the next five years. Jon Snow should be Han Solo. Nah, none of those people could be Han Solo, at least look-wise. Well, yeah, like, but Jon Snow at least Jonathan looks a Jonathan Taylor bit Thomas like... should be Han Solo, looks-wise. I don't know no. if he can still act. No, he's out saving a rainforest and eating kale. He probably thinks Han Solo should be black. Maybe. It's a kale-heavy show. Like, well, there, nobody wants Han Solo to be black, right? No. <laughs> you have to say it's so hard, though. Why is, no, why is, I Han, mean, why is Han Solo got to be a dude? Look, look clearly, Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars ha- it only has how many black characters? Three that I can Four? think off the top of my head. Four? Four, right? Four. You got Captain Panaka, Mace Windu, Lando, and Finn. That's four. That's the four I can think of. Yeah. And only 75% of those are good in terms of representing a black person in the Star Wars universe. But also, though... Uh, Finn. Like... Finn, he 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 sounds like he 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 talks and sounds like he's from Earth, and I don't like it. <laughs> what? <laughs> like he's like a Wayne's brother. Like, yeah, I don't know. He he didn't feel like he was from Star Wars. Like he was like an outsider in. I don't know, but I, I can get like because he's our introduction to that time in the Star Wars universe. So I can get why he's uh, feels like an outsider, but. I don't know. The way he talked and everything, it, it sounded too grounded in our universe. And I it kept I couldn't lose myself into in Star Wars. So. As opposed to British accent Ray? Well, British accent is normal in the galaxy far and far away. That was that's happened in every Star Wars movie. Uh, a black guy about to say, God damn is not normal in Star Wars. Well, that's because they, they don't usually let the black people talk in Star Wars. That's not. I, I look, look. Uh, Mace Windu talked a lot. 
Captain Tanaka talked enough for what his character is. And... <laughs> like, he's a background captain. But the fact that I know his name, it, he, did his, he did his job. It was good. And then uh, uh, Lando, I mean, he talked. He was smooth. He sold me Coke 45. I don't know. It sounds to me Star like he's just like a particular flavor of a black guy. Star no, Wars doesn't like have a lot of characters. For Star though. Wars. It like, doesn't really matter no... to me. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say it doesn't matter to me that there aren't that many black characters because Star Wars itself doesn't have a lot of characters. It's not a big character. It's like the main the main thing is like four people. Right. So, yeah. I, I'm just saying if they're going to do black people in a galaxy far away uh, in the forefront, they, they need to do them right. I don't know. I uh, like. I I I think I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I kind of feel like that might just be uh, uh, expectation bias because it's I like the white people, the white people in Star Wars get to sound however they want to sound. Finn did not sound no, like all, he was. They all sound robotic. He didn't sound like he's been indoctrinated for his entire life. He didn't say he didn't have a the cadence or the mannerisms of a guy who was basically in boot camp since he was a baby. You know? for, like, for all you know, every Stormtrooper sounds just like Finn. You know what? We've never heard a Stormtrooper talk before. Like, when he's not, not with a helmet off. He was very loose. He was a, he was very loosey-goosey for if a guy who was... If it was a fan film about a guy from Earth transported to that universe, kind of like, a, 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 was it the John Carter? Like, if it was like that, I would have believed it 100%. Wow, this is the greatest idea ever. You know? <laughs> but it's not. He's born and bred in a galaxy far, far away. And he sounds like a guy from Maryland. Is that where he's from? I don't know. But that's what he, he sounds have, like. like. He, he should have the same like accent. He's not, you know, he's not a, a racial stereotype by any means. But he just sounds like a, a guy from Earth. Like if him he would have been Fasma. a white guy, that sounded like a guy from Earth. Him like and his humor have the same and, and his slapstickiness. Like you're, you're telling me that Han Solo didn't have like young Han Solo doesn't have like a sort of slapstickiness and goofiness about him that you could kind of associate. He's with. a rogue. He he lived on the streets for all his life. The uh, Finn was basically built, brought up in, in the military, so he should sound exactly like Captain Phasma does. Like, that's who they should sound like. They should have the same speech patterns and mannerisms. Han Solo, he was li- he was eating trash until he was, like, 18. So he can sound like however he wants to sound. <laughs> is, that, so- is that canon? <laughs> Han Solo talks, like, Han Solo, the way he talks and his humor is, like... Grounded in the Star Wars universe, like he's like, "Oh, you look strong enough to pull the ears off of Gungan or whatever Gundar." Mm-hmm. This guy Finn had none of that. All his slaps, he, he now he didn't say any reference. He didn't make a reference to like a rod or anything like that. But it just felt like a trans 
a, a, a funny character transplanted from another movie here. Like, it, I think it just, it's it, it's a it is a little weird that because uh, I've known military guys, and for, to say that this guy, since he was a baby, has been in the military, he doesn't talk like a military guy would talk. He, you know, they a lot of acronyms. Just you for a guy whose name was letters and digits. You know, he should throw a little bit more jargon in there. Or, I mean, and and that's just—it's not even the the actor or the character's fault. It's the writing. It just happens to stick out with that character. Now, if he would have been, even if he would have sounded like that, but he was this like slug thing. It, it you know, I might have given it a pass. Might have. But it just took me recruit, out of it, you know? If he was a new recruit that they just brought on and he was like, I'm going to try this Stormtrooper stuff out because my rest of, rest of my life wasn't working, then maybe. But no, he was... They got they brought me in as a baby. And that's his only, this is the only life yeah. I've known. It's like, no, it's not. Obviously not. Tiger Claus in chat. Tiger Claus says John Boyega is actually British. Uh, Billy O.K. says, is Derek saying Finn sounds too black? Who's paying Derek to say this? No, it's not. No, like like, like uh, Moses said, not, he's not too black. He's not Star Warsian. Yeah. He's too that, Earth. I like, and, and, you know, I don't, yeah, I, I, I guess because I'm not black, you think you I don't hear approve, me saying. I don't approve of the language Tyre Claus using in chat. We don't, we don't say that word. Well, Joe says that word. Not tire claw. Sorry, said, that's, I just that's, I got no offended. That's Nigerian. I, I, I don't don't perpetrate perpetrate that, Derek. <laughs> I, I apologize for if we've insulted you. I can't believe these guys are using that word. I'm not from Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too funny. <laughs> uh. Gambit to begin filming in March. Does anybody <laughs> want to see this Gambit movie? I don't think anybody does. I, I think the girls that watched Magic Mike want to <sighs> see it. Damn it. And like the I watched I watch Magic Mike. <laughs> now, that's, I, I now, now that's the accent one, that they need to get rid of. That's one accent I don't want to hear in a movie. The Cajun? You don't like the Cajun accent? That's racist. Can't, Channing, Channing Tatum's Cajun accent. Remember that. Isn't he from there? I mean, what? he lived there as a kid. That means he's from there, right? Okay. Like he, for all you know, like he might have that accent down pat. I don't know. Supposedly, well, that's why he likes Gambit so much because he's like you know a New Orleans boy, and he liked that there was a superhero from there. But I, I don't know that for a fact. That's what I heard on in the grapevine. Oh, mon chéri, I go to I go and hit you with the boombox and we beat you up like the gumbo. <laughs> Guarantee. It's so Guarantee. Bad, You're so bad at that. <laughs> I'm going out for the open casting call. I saw I saw in the newspaper. Big man says I wanted to see a good Gambit movie, but it won't be. <laughs> it still might be. Uh, they're trying to get Doug Liman to direct it, so he see, makes but- good movies. Yeah, but who's going to write it? Simon Kinberg. 
Oh right, I do remember them. That I remember them saying. Oh that. wait, you know he's he's uh he's producing it. He's but, no, he'll write it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he writes everything. Yeah, he'll write it. What did I see that he wrote recently? I uh, I don't know what the last thing he wrote was. But yeah, he says uh, a chatting Tatum has like a faux hawk haircut, but or something. I guess oh, I get at the Golden Globes. I didn't see what he looked like, but the fashion experts were bewildered by his haircut. But they didn't realize that he was preparing for that role. Because he had a faux hawk? He had a weird haircut, I guess. In the picture, he has like a faux hawk thing, but I don't know. So when I saw haircut, I looked at the picture, but it it was really because of the golden globes. Got it. Yeah. The the last thing that or what's coming up is uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. And And then before that, Fantastic Four. Another one? Uh, Reboot? No, no. No, what he wrote. The, the last one. Oh, man, that guy might not be that good then. Um, I mean, he's wrote some episodes of Star Wars Rebels, which he's wrote. those are good. He's wrote, yeah. He's wrote. He, he's wrought. What? <laughs> he also uh, wrote uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. Like, the movies <laughs> he's written here aren't what most people would call good movies. Some of them I like. I mean, actually, no, yeah, people like his movies. We just don't like them for comic book movies. Yeah, because... People com- love Days of the Future Past, man. Yeah, and then he did X-Men Last Stand. Yeah. He did do that Sherlock Holmes movie in 2009. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't get through it. Yeah. Um, I saw that Fantastic Four movie last time I was on a plane. You loved it, huh? <laughs> you know what? I loved the first 40 minutes of it. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, oh, this went south so poor, so bad. Like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what was the part that, that where the, the, the switch flipped? Um, you know, when... And and you know I think Oz mentioned this when he talked yeah. about the movie. Like yeah, I haven't seen it, so don't well, spoil bas- it. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> ba- basically, like when the guys get together and like start getting drunk, and they're like, "We should go to that place ourselves." Like when that starts happening, it's like I can kind of believe it, but not really. And then once they actually just go, and they leave, and they leave Sue behind, it's like, I'm done. I'm out. Like they should have figured out if they're gonna do that, they should at least figure out a way for Sue to get there too. Oh, like so. Well, it was not only did they leave Sue behind, but they brought along along Ben Grimm for no reason. Well, I mean, I won't say for no reason. Like I think the reasoning for that was fine because from. Reed Richards' perspective, he was like, you're the guy that stood with me and helped me build this thing all throughout these years, which is, they actually built that up really well, whereas, like, this is the kid that, like, instead of him being, like, his bodyguard, like, in the original comic, 
it was more like this is the guy that believed in me that this could happen and helped me do it from grade school into like high school science fair until I got recruited by these people, you know? And at which point he forgot all about him. Well, yeah, but then that was the whole point where it's like, he's like, listen, I'm going to go do this and I'm not going to do it without you. You're the guy that helped me get here. So come to the spot and let's go together. And, you know, I mean, in reality, he probably would have been like, I'm not going to do that, but it's a movie. So you kind of have, you know, your, your suspension of disbelief and you're like, okay, yeah, he went with them into this place that he knows nothing about. <laughs> you wow, know? I didn't re- I didn't realize you hated women so much. I don't, what what are you talking about? Why why would I hate women? Uh, you, cuz you're glad Sue Storm stayed behind. No, I'm saying Probably said she was wearing shoes. They should have figured out a way for her to come <laughs> too, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm saying it makes sense for Ben to go, but Sue should have been there too, even though it wasn't the way they wrote her, it wasn't quite in her personality to like do what they were doing, but they should have figured it out some way because she was sober right she didn't get drunk no she wasn't drinking with them or anything at all she wasn't even with them which is the kind of the messed up part like you kind of make her like you want to talk about a movie that like sidelines the female characters like you only have one female in the whole movie and then you messed around and made her like an add-on like like sue storm got played to the left in this movie more so than she did in old og fantastic four comic books which is hard to to figure because that was like the 60s, but, you know, yeah, it was bad news. But up until that point, it was actually pretty fun because it was like a, actually a decent ultimate Fantastic Four story. But then, yeah, and it goes really bad. And then the, the whole uh, the whole what what's supposed to pass for the uh, climax of the movie is like terrible. So it's like, forget it. Never mind. Enough of that. Sorry. What about that Doctor would... Doom in it? Terrible, worst thing ever. Don't don't let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> so he's bad. Not, he's not a god, Doom. I mean, he's no, he's nothing. He's nothing worth talking about. Next up, <laughs> but he was a villain though, right? Like no, did they fight? No. Rise Rise of the Silver Surfer Doom is more. Yeah, it would have been better. Yeah, yeah. The the previous movies got closer to Doom than this did. But like, so they didn't fight. I mean, there's a fight, kind of. Sort of, yeah. Did, did, was he in love with Sue? A little bit, yeah. Obsessed, really. <laughs> it's trust me, bro. Like, this is not like none of this stuff is worth. Dude, just watch it. I no. mean, it, watch it if you can watch it for free somewhere, but don't pay any money. No, nah, I don't think so. Cause I like. I like Rise of the Silver Surfer. That's okay. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. This movie will make you appreciate it more. I think it had... Did it have the guy? No. I'm, there's a guy this, that I think is Derek's dad. This movie this <laughs> He movie always plays a military up, uh, guy. Does, the, does Derek the, not know who his father is? Is that what you're implying? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, pretty sure... Like, Derek may know that, I think. I don't, the I don't Fantastic like the Four movie. This huh? movie uh, messed uh, uh, messed up Secret Wars. This is the reason why <laughs> Secret Wars 
<laughs> was such a problem. I was reading the last ep- issue of Secret Wars, and it hit me. I was like, "Oh, this is all. This is this sucks because the movie sucked. It's, it's as like it's the cause and effect." You know, here's the thing with Secret Wars 9, which came out today, and it disappoints me even more. Is this the official review of it, I guess? This is is the, look, well, yeah, we'll go into it for, yeah, we'll go into it for a little bit. You're welcome for the segue. Secret Wars. I still want to talk about your dad. (laughs) Secret Wars 9. Secret Wars 9 is like. Like back in the day when you had like the final issue of a big event or like a milestone issue for for a comic book, it was no thing for that issue to be like a double sized issue. How about delayed? No, no. Here's the thing. It would have been smarter for Marvel to delay the conclusion of Secret Wars and just let eight and nine be one issue then it would have been for them to take as long as they did and then separate these two pieces. Because you could, uh, to me, it feels like it should have been one issue of a comic. Yep. And it would, be, it would be much more satisfying as one issue, eight and nine, than it was as two individual issues. Because yeah, issue nine is like, especially after you wait for it all this time, it's kind of like, this is it, huh? Because <laughs> it, it feels mostly like, like the falling action of a book, and it's a lot of it's, there's, it's not like well we had to Jim we had to get Jim Lee to do a bunch of like triple page spreads of eighty superheroes fighting so that's what no it's all basically just uh, Doom's face and Reed's face <laughs> and back and forth back and forth talking I was, and that and they didn't even do a great job of drawing it so it's ugh. Yeah, it was it was it was disappointing, honestly. And I think it's more so about how they decide to deliver it than it is the story in and of itself. Because I think it could have been satisfying if that was the end. Like I said, if eight and nine were one issue and it came in October when it was supposed to, or what month was it? September, October? I don't know. If, if eight came, and nine were issues, if if Secret Wars eight and nine were Secret Wars issues one and two of a two-issue limited series, I would have no problem with it. <laughs> the fact that we had to wait a, a year to get into this crap. Yeah. And all, and all because... I, here's my quick theory. Fantastic Four sucked, the movie. That caused Marvel... Uh, like when they when they saw Fantastic Four coming out, and they're like, "Oh, it's a hundred million dollar movie." Fuck those guys. We're getting rid of Fantastic Four, and they, they and they put plans in motion to erase Fantastic Four from the Marvel universe to just to get back at uh that, that movie come. And then the movie sucked, and they got their rights back, and they're like, "Well, we got Fantastic Four back. What are we gonna do? We already have it written planned to get rid of these guys." And they're like. Oh. I guess we gotta go, and they went back and forth for five months, and I guess we gotta go ahead and get rid of them because we said at the end of the the last page, you're like, "Are we superheroes anymore?" No, that's it. (laughs) That's it. That's how the Fantastic Four is written out of the Marvel uh, continuity. Hey, Dad, are we superheroes? No. 
I, I, you know, without without spoiling too much of it. Spoil it. No, no, I don't want to spoil it. So, it does be... it? I guess the biggest question that I, why I want it to be spoiled is: Does it answer anything that we are missing yes. in the book? Okay, what yeah, is like, the answer? Like you know, you know, like how the new Marvel universe came to be because how, after you I, read this book, how did it come to be? I'm not, I'm not gonna say today. Bro. I'll, t- like, I'll tell you me. how. No, no, I'll tell you how it's dumb. But look, uh, Mr. Fantastic threw it into the air. That's how it came about. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true, Larry? Uh, somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> he threw somewhat. the universe into the air. And that's how it happened. So that but, Jonathan Hickman's a hack, huh? No, you know what? I mean, honestly, I, I liked, I liked, like, as far as... Well, of course you liked song, it, but le- but Derek... No, Tell a swan song story for the Fantastic Four, as far as that goes, it's it's kind of a it's a good end for them for now. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of this week's episode. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh man. But it, it's more it's more about like it's not the story in and of itself. Just like how Derek said, like if it was if eight and nine was issue one and two for Derek, he's like, that's a cool story. It's not the story in that aspect itself, it's the execution and how they actually like displayed the story for everybody. Because it's like but but you know, that there is no Fantastic Four comic book on the slate for the new Marvel universe. And after you read Issue nine of Secret Wars, you'll understand why. So, what's uh, what's better, Flashpoint or Secret Wars? Oh, Flashpoint. Flat Flashpoint was a great, great book, and Flat but Flashpoint was what four issues? Eight. No, Flashpoint was or eight. six. Yeah, maybe it was six or something like that. No, Flat Flashpoint had like momentum. Throughout the whole thing, yeah, Secret and the Wars, yeah, Secret Wars. It, it was just clunky, and it had good ideas. That's the messed up part, where it's like, but it was clunky the whole way through. Like even, you know, Jonathan Hickman was like, the first issue two of Secret Wars is what I wanted to be issue one, but do Marvel, you, Marvel felt you, like they needed a different issue for issue one, and it's just like, well, why don't they trust their writer? Do you have any questions as to whether? Uh, where Jonathan Hickman shoots his good load? <laughs> I mean, n- no. I honestly like. I feel like Jonathan Hickman is is telling good stories just about all around. It's just that I feel like this might be an editorial issue, and also. And well, no, I mean, editorial is where it all comes down to because I, I'm also 100% certain that, uh, who was it? Isad Ribic was the, the artist for this. I'm sure that he didn't get his stuff in on time, and that was a big part of the delays. And it's scribbling. like, you know. They were, I, I was looking at this sucker digitally. And I was like, am I looking at scribbles on the screen right now? What is, <laughs> this son of a bitch did not take the time to fill in the whole. <laughs> Asad Rivik did like he wasn't ready for this. 
and that's unfortunate because he's very talented, but you know, he he just like this was like too big of a thing for him apparently because it caused major delays that put everything off. And you know, I heard a guy in the comic store say like, "Oh, I'm glad Secret Wars didn't come out on time because it would have uh spoiled the end of Iron Man number 1, which I didn't understand what he was talking about. Like, or I knew what he was talking about, but I didn't understand why that was so important to him. <laughs> but but the fact is, it's like this book should have come out on time. It needed to come out on time, and it needed that momentum. Like you needed to get it, you know. So every why month. did it spoil Iron Man one? Um, at the end of Iron Man one, which you know has been out for what three months now, or or, yeah. or a month and a half, uh, you see Doctor Doom, and his face is is fine. Like he's not scarred up or anything, and that that happens at the end of. Uh, of this book. I did like how they explained why Ultimate Spider-Man is in the universe with regular Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of, I thought that was kind of sweet. And I was like, okay. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, yeah that came out today, right? No. No? No, that comes out February. The uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man. Oh, Black History Month, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't understand, Moses. I don't That's understand. what they did, not me. I didn't choose that date. They just, they just. I would have had it come out like the second week of January. Now, I mean, honestly, I'm sure a lot of these books are coming out when they're coming out because, um, you know, they some of them probably had spoilers in them. Now, <laughs> the the uh, like a thing for me, I was hoping. What I was hoping was, uh, well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. It answered all the questions that you have that you want to know about where this universe, this new Marvel universe, comes from. Well, yeah, but you're not telling me, so that's true. But you, you can go, you can, you can find it online. Nope, if, I'm not going to read it. Well, twice no, I'm not talking in about this the book, I'm like, you can find the answer online if you. I want, want you to tell me. I can tell you off air. I don't mind doing that. But twice in this book. Where these two, where the people have like the literal power of of the gods, uh, they are create they have the power to create realities and universes. One guy has all of the infinity stones on the uh, on, on the gauntlet. The other guy has all the beyond his power. Uh, fist fight. <laughs> I was looking at this. Son, I was like, are they throwing punches? What is? What am it I looking at? It wasn't a straight fist fight, Derek. Really? Because they do when have Reed, a fist fight too. We, yeah, because a little while later, Reed Richards started throwing punches and wrapping them up. I was like, "You, I got all this way just to see these guys punching each other and like wrestle." And also, nobody mentioned that this was a nine-issue long rape story. Like nobody mentioned that. Like Susan Sue Richards was getting raped for what years? Years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> years. Yeah. It's interesting though how like I I don't think anybody would look at it or I won't say anybody would look at it like that, but I'm saying that uh I don't think like the people that did it that or that wrote it would categorize it that way. I bet you. Oh, I bet you a lot of people would. 
I bet oh, you no. a lot. I, I don't disagree with you. And and her response was, oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Like, really? Really? Yeah. Your kids had, he had, he had your kids calling him daddy. Like, that's fucked up on so many levels. And she's like, eh, let's move on. Let's move <laughs> past it. Yeah. So, you know, five out of five. <laughs> do you really give it five out of five? No, no. What do you give it? I mean, the art, I guess, brings it down, right? Because there's squiggles. The art isn't terrible. It's just rushed. It's like, it's... There's, like, Think of it like this. Like I mean, Asad Ribic is really talented. He's a great artist. So it's like... Like, if you get, like, I don't remember the name of that artist that was doing She-Hulk, but if you get that guy taking his time doing a She-Hulk drawing, and you get a a choice between his drawing or a a quick sketch of She-Hulk by Jim Lee on a dinner napkin while he was, like, in between waiting for his appetizer, you take Jim Lee's She-Hulk sketch because it's awesome. Now, keeping in mind, you're like, yeah, it was quickly scribbled on a dinner napkin, so it it has rough edges about it, but it still looks great. And I think that's what you could say about Secret Wars 9 in the sense that it looks good still, but you can just tell it's rushed, and it's not supposed to be rushed because it's the big event. Like, the dude that... Well, he's a painter, right? So that takes time, too. Yeah, but still, it's like you pick you pick the guy that you think can do the job when you need the job done. And so it's not so much like, oh, like, how dare he take long? Because, I mean, art is art, you know? Sometimes it takes time. But a comic book artist doesn't have that luxury. He has a deadline. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't look terrible. It just looks rushed. So I don't think the art, like brings it down more so more than anything it's the ship schedule and the the actual uh editorial choices of what what um issues get put out when for what reason like when when derek what did when derek said what he said about issue what was that issue uh seven was that seven or six derek where you were talking about how it's just like random occurrences. Six. Six. It's like, you know, I didn't want to believe that. But when I read it, I was like, man, that's what it is. You easily could have made issue two, issue one of Secret Wars. And then when you get to issue six, instead of putting that issue out, put issue what was actually issue one so people can see the world ending. And I don't think that would have hurt anything. It's like people would have been like, Oh wow, we actually get to see it now. You know, it's like a flashback issue. But somebody decided, well, no, that's not the way to go for whatever reason. And but I'm saying Hickman wanted to start issue of Secret Wars, the event with issue one. I mean, with issue two. And you're just like in this world that you haven't seen before. And in his mind, he was like, that will be okay. The people will figure it out. And I think he's right. I would have been fine with that. But hey. You know, somebody at Marvel Editorial 
had a different opinion and in the end and they also had a different opinion on what uh on what Assad Ribbit could do and what he couldn't do and you know in the end it kind of backfired on him so I don't know luckily so, the, a lot of the issue ones are good 3 out of 5 yeah maybe maybe a 3 and a half 2 out of 5 sheesh Derek H is hard on him. Did you, Derek? Did you read uh, "Totally Awesome Hulk"? No, I refuse to. <laughs> Virginia I Beach, never... Virginia. Derek, it takes it starts in your hometown. His hometown's Glendale now. Yep, I moved. <laughs> Derek's like I'm Armenian. Man. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Should we do some more news? Uh, yeah. Let's do it. DC Universe Online is celebrating five years. No, it's not. Yeah? Who's playing that? <laughs> Look, uh, according to this, uh, $330 million <laughs> people. <laughs> it's been played for 330 million hours over. 330 million hours on PS, on PlayStation Network. And then 145 million on uh, Active user? PC. Oh, oh, these are hours still. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And That's then, like... Let's see here. It has 35... Over 35 million characters created. There's a whole fact sheet. I tell you, like, those 1,500 people must be exhausted. <laughs> they must be like, man, no more well, characters for us. They're actually coming to Xbox. Shut up. To Xbox One? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Sony Online Entertainment, which now is Daybreak Game Studio, doesn't see a reason why they shouldn't get more microtransaction money. So they're coming to Xbox One, which I hope if I can continue my character, I would love that. Really? You're going to go back to that? Yeah, the only reason I stopped playing my PS3, that's why I stopped playing it. Jay, would you go back to, to DC Universe Online? I play it occasionally. Get out of here. Are you one of the 1500, Joe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Oz? Uh oh, is Oz gone? I didn't know. He's taking the shit. Oh, uh, Derek, have you ever played that game? Yeah, I played it for a while, and I w I'm not going back to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I, I did get to one part where I was like, where I was like wondering where all the cool stuff is, and then some guy came up as Green Lantern, and he was like doing super cool Green Lantern stuff, and I was like, whoa, that's that looks awesome. Now I looked up how to do it, and they're like, first, buy the Green Lantern pack for $25. I was like, out. I'm done. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I still right. have my snazzy number one cape. 
<laughs> Why are you laughing? I just, I just, I, I just the idea of people like playing DC Universe online still is like, you know, like I, I guess even, even like you've had the 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 um. Star Wars, the old Republic guys kind of be like, oh, hey, man, we had to dial it back. It's like, we don't have as many people as we hoped. Like, yeah. they're over here making apologies. Meanwhile, DC Universe online is like, oh, we're coming to Xbox. Like, <laughs> Do you know anybody like, still playing that? That doesn't Joe? say What, uh, For... the old Republic? No, I... the DC. Oh, For... no, that's, that's the point I'm making where it's like, they're out here celebrating anniversaries, Sorry. talking about toting their stats about how many game hours have been being played and I'm just like meanwhile you have Star Wars which I'm sure probably has more people playing it than DC Universe online but I don't know maybe maybe I'm wrong maybe, Wait, uh, everybody, maybe I'm can we all slow down because I'm trying to uh, trying to check my Powerball numbers here so <laughs> It's four, Look, we're now we're, don't forget, eight. Derek. When you win that money, everybody on Skype with you gets three mil. I'm double checking. Uh, dude, I got, I'll take. I'll just take a thousand bucks. Well, I got two. I got three numbers with four. Now I got four, four. Okay, I got four. Okay, I got that. Now I need an eight. I do not have an eight. Um, I need a twenty-seven. Uh, well, since you uh, didn't win, then we don't care. A nineteen, <laughs> unless nobody wins, then next week, hey buddy, <laughs> and a Powerball of ten. Uh, I was close. I got like three numbers. I got like no, I got like two numbers. Tiger Claw says people still play DC Universe online. People play it on Twitch, and he gave us the link. It's like just because you have a Twitch channel doesn't like mean that means that... one that one person could be playing it. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's still adding new powers. What? Yeah, like they just introduced the munitions not too long ago. What is that, guns? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why, is it, why are they just getting the guns? Well, they had like the guns as a weapon. And so that kind of, I guess, held everybody off. But now there's actual munition power set. Joe, you, I know you play like you're playing at least two MMOs right now that aren't DC Universe Online. I don't. How do you find the time to play DC Universe Online? I mean, I just play it every now and then. Like, do a couple missions, um, see if any of my names freed up that I want. Like, it's not that hard. I mean, you just go on for an hour or so. Sometimes less. That's the job I want. If I, if I could, if I could choose my job, it would be working at the DC Universe like development team because you know that is like super slack. Like nobody, you have no oversight. <laughs> you like coming in, you coming in high. You know, every, every day is casual Friday for you. Like, <laughs> oh, that's too funny, man. But hey, you know what? That actually reminds me. Uh, Okay. That reminds me of a bit Derek did on DPL a couple years back where he was talking about the guy working on the old server to keep an old game alive. 
I don't well, know if the, Derek remembers. The, the, oh, there was, was one guy that would not lock off payload so he wouldn't, so it wouldn't right. be shut down. Yeah, like, <laughs> look, if 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 they they could keep those servers up and running because you have one guy in a in a room with a couple old forty sixes, just that's his job to come in and make sure that they don't overheat. You know, put the window up, get some air, get some airflow <laughs> going, and that's that, that's his job. Pay him thirty grand a year. Who cares? I mean, he's not going to complain. That's wild. What what else is happening in the news? Uh, Ryan Coogler is set to direct uh, Marvel's Black Panther. What do you guys think of that? I haven't seen any of his movies. Creed's supposed to be good. Yeah, it's supposed to be good, but they spoiled it for me, so I don't need to watch it. Wait, Why did they spoil it for you? Some douchebag whose hair I was cutting Don't talked spoil about it. Okay, good. So I was like, I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, that, this new time. Like, I'm like, dude, you're not gonna, you're not gonna like ask me if I've even seen it yet. Like, <laughs> I'm, he wasn't even talking to me is the problem. So I'm right. like. I'm not eavesdropping because he's right in front of me right. as I'm shaving the back of his head and then right. he talks he tells his friend about it like it's not like his friend hadn't seen it and he was spoiling it for his friend he's like dude it sucked it, like, it sucked when this and this happened right and I was like and, and his friend's like yeah and I'm like wait wait what <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like he was like a 14 year old kid like I didn't even know like he would be interested in that movie. Look, he—he he just a big Fantastic Four fan. He's like, I'm gonna see him. No, no, <laughs> you talking about Creed? Yeah, the same guy in Fantastic Four was from Creed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make the connection. I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently he's good, but. I didn't see Fruitvale Station either. Oh man, I didn't see it either. It lo- it seems so depressing, and I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it at the time. Yeah. But the guy is supposed to be a great director, so you yeah. know. And I know you know there was definitely like we I mean, had he's discussion. good enough to take Kevin Smith's job. <laughs> Wait, how did he take Kevin Smith's job? Well, we talked about how Kevin Smith should be doing a Marvel movie. Black Panther would have been great if he did. I don't know that Kevin Smith knows anything about Black Panther. I don't think that Kevin Smith wants to make a big Marvel movie. Like he's he likes making his weird horror comedy movies. Like, I bet Kevin Smith would make a Man Thing movie. Nah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that would be a big Marvel movie but <laughs> so I, I guess we're talking about the man thing netflix series actually right <laughs> or direct a netflix movie right well yeah captain america civil war comes out in uh may 6th because that's the debut of black panther is that the actual date yeah may 6th Really? That's cool. Yeah. Why that, why why are you surprised? No, no, I mean I was wondering is that like the actual day that he was like like 
in comic book history that he came out? Oh, no. Like, oh. I'm just talking about you're going to see Black Panther there first before Ryan Coogler gets to direct him. Got you. Got you. Um, Civil War comes out in May 6th. Those, well, two things I want to say about that. Or actually, in or tangentially to that. One, I don't know if you saw um, the hip-hop cover for Uncanny X-Men. But I put it on my Instagram, and it was a, a, a homage to like the Ghetto Boys, which is people said, which where they people were saying it was huh? racist. I thought people were saying those covers were racist or something. They were. Uh, I mean, so, no, they're what makes them racist? They're it's like, black facing. It's like I don't think the covers are racist. I think they were saying that Marvel should have a bit more sensitivity. Because they're like, at the time, at the time they announced the covers, they're like, you don't have any black writers, but you're willing to profit off of the the black culture. But well, black like, people don't like. They, I don't get any money from black culture. Like, I, like that is <laughs> like I didn't get a black culture check in the mail last week. Well, that that's the whole point they're saying. They're saying like Marvel's a company, it's profiting off of things like uh profiting off of a genre and doing homages to something that black people made, but they didn't have any black writers at the time. But, you know, little did we know that they had like a whole stable of people that they were trying to that they had like in the in the wings that they weren't able to announce yet. And so, you know, people got quiet on that because they're like, oh, they actually have like six black writers, but we didn't know because they weren't able to announce who was going to be writing the books yet. So anyway, but so, yeah, the Ghetto Boys covered the... Which, can we profit about, um, yes, we exploiting can. black culture? We, we definitely should. <laughs> but uh, it's the, I don't I mean you guys probably haven't seen the cover for for Ghetto Boys or some of you are too young to even care but it's them it's like four the Ghetto Boys which are four people um, it's like their mug shots and in the Uncanny X Men one it's the same thing where you have Magneto um, Mystique Sabretooth and Phantom X oh yeah I did see that and they're holding up. Of course, the in the mugshot you hold up your, uh, oh, what are those numbers called? It's not a serial number. What's the number called? If it's I were like your, uh, book, your booking number, I don't think it's booking, right? Because it's like maybe it is your booking number. You might be right. I don't know. If I if I put on a pair of I mean, UGG boots, am I getting? Am I uh, exploiting Eskimos? Yes. Is <laughs> <laughs> you exploiting Inuit fashion? Um. But yeah, the the booking numbers for those for those particular pictures for and on Uncanny on X Men are actually the the numbers or a code for their first appearances, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, great, nerd. Don't don't be mad at me for knowing <laughs> comic book stuff. Don't be mad at me. But whenever I, I ask you about comic books, it was like like you didn't know that chick was Bill Foster's wife. Like Bill, Bill Foster's wife. 
Come on, man. I don't even know why you know that. Because I like black characters. Unlike me. I hear you. You're right. You don't. You like mutant characters. I like all characters that I find good. Some of which happen to be black. Some of which happen to be white. Some of which happen to be Latino or Asian or other. (laughs) I don't remember what the second thing I wanted to say about that was, but it'll come back to me. All right. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the TN- the executive at TNT says that Titans is stalled because of script and uh, the crowded superhero market. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you had, you had the exact re- the exact reaction I was hoping you would have. <laughs> That's hilarious, Jay. What do you think of that? Um. I don't. I wasn't sure how this was going to turn out anyway. So, you know, there's a new series out that I haven't yet to start reading. Uh, but it'll it should satiate my Titans, my need for Titans. Got it, Oz. How do you feel about it? About what? Never mind. <laughs> Here, let me uh, let me read you the quote. Let me hear the quote. The quote is, uh, it's Kevin Riley. Um, he's the chief creator. KR 2020? Sorry. He's the chief creative officer at TNT. And uh, he says, it wasn't the fact that we don't own the characters. Akiva Goldsman is a talented guy, but the script just wasn't there. There is unbelievable glut of superhero things in the market right now, and if you have a really good one, clearly people are up for it. But I just don't think that there's a need for one that, for me, at least on paper, didn't seem to be screaming to get made. Okay, I mean, here's the thing. If if your joint's not good enough, and that's how you feel about it, you can just say that. That's okay. But to be like, oh, well, you know, the superhero market is so crowded right now. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's crowded because people want it. People are going to watch it, which is, and that's the thing where it's like, you're talking about a time where there are amazing TV shows getting made that are not finding any audiences because there's so much TV to watch. But the one thing that people watch that are like people like give the opportunity to check for and to be like, okay, is this good or not? Is superhero stuff because it's so hot right now. And it's like to mess around and try to use that as an excuse or as your reasoning or part of your reasoning for why you're not going to put your superhero show on the air right now. It's like, oh, superhero market's so saturated. It's like, no, dude, your joint's just not good. Just say that. That's okay. Well, that's basically what he said, but he, like, the, t- the, you try to hide it. You try to disguise it. That's, that's yeah, what I don't kind of. Like. Yeah, I mean, but really, he did say the script just wasn't there, right? And and, and I give him credit for that. But look, we give him props for that. Like, I give him know. credit for that, but he he buried the lead. The lead is my joint's not good. Yeah. What he tried to make the lead was there's so much superhero television. I just don't know if the market can even support another show. And it wasn't that good anyway. Well, he did go. He did say if there's a good one, then people are out for it. 
you know? Right. But I think the, the headline itself was kind of saying more than what he said. And that might be true. Yeah. Maybe, but, maybe, maybe somebody was trying to be nice to him. Yeah. Like, we don't want to say, we don't want the headline to be, Titan's not getting made because it sucks. <laughs> but that should have been the headline. Do you want to know how Captain America Civil War's uh, version of Spider Man is going to be different? Why, <laughs> <laughs> Moses, I believe I do. Like, Let's different see. to what? I don't know. That's just different that, from the it, comics. It, different here's from here's the headline. Here's the headline Captain America Civil War directors explain how their Spider Man is different. Uh. <laughs> Part of making these movies is maintaining surprise so that everybody's excited, and that's one we're going to make fans. That that's one we're going uh, to make fans surprised. Added Joe Russo. We took a very personal approach to the character. He was my favorite character growing up, so the opportunity to bring Spider-Man to the screen is a dream come true. It's something that I spent a lot of time thinking about as a kid. We had thought back to the things that excited us about him as a character when we were younger. And one of his most important components, one of the most important components of that was that he, he's a high schooler burdened by incredible powers and responsibility. That really differentiates him from uh, every other character in the Marvel Universe, as opposed to other superheroes. I don't need that much time put into Spider-Man and Civil War. He says, for us, it's extremely important that we cast somebody very close to the age of a high school student. The previous films had adults playing a high school. We wanted more of an authenticity in the casting. Uh, We were very specific about that. We wanted the energy and charisma from the character, an energy, but also an insecurity that would make him fun to watch in contrast to the confident heroes. The everyman appeal of the character, which is something we've always loved. And then he says, it was also important to us that the actor that was cast feel contemporary because the other films that portrayed were where he lived is more they honored the comic books in terms of choices. But you go look at the home of Tobey Maguire that Tobey Maguire lived in in Raimi Spider-Man and those were very expensive homes. We wanted to relate it to the reality. A character oh. growing... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I mean, it just goes on. It's basically explaining how he's different than the superheroes, not different than Spider-Man yeah. has been. Now I was going to say, you, you got to love the clickbait. <laughs> yeah. You got to love it. Um, before, before we get out of here, I, I definitely want us to talk about Green Lantern, Edge of Oblivion. Oz, you got the chance to to read that book. It came out today. What are your thoughts on uh, Green Lantern, Edge of Oblivion? It's good. Next. The end. The end. Oz, now no, you uh, Yeah, I, I haven't had a whole lot of time to read comics lately. So I was a little bit mad when I got the copy of it and mm-hmm. I read it and it made me go back and catch up. Right, because like, a lot of happened since the last time you got to read. Like I, not, not only did I have to finish Convergence, 
but then I had to pick up all the Sinestro books and mm-hmm. all the Green Lantern books, mm-hmm. and I was just thankful that they canceled like three other books. <laughs> Because that would have been a hell of a lot of reading, and I did not have any time. Right. So, what did you think of this book specifically? And then I would also love, even though I know you can't go into it fully, but I would love to hear what your thoughts are on all the things that have kind of happened in the Green Lantern book since you got caught up. Well, here's the thing. This is a number one of a six, six-part six series. Right. And... So it's kind of really just introducing you to what this storyline is going to be. Mm-hmm. That that's really all. You know, it's it's introducing you to. First of all, it's telling you what, where everybody is at this point. It's introducing you to new characters, new friends, new villains. Some people might die. Yeah, try not to spoil too much. But artistically, it's it's great. Um. You know, there was some there's some preview images online of of a uh, badge getting into it with with uh, Guy Gardner, which cool. is just it's just hilarious. Just 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 that alone would make me want to buy it. <laughs> and and that's the other thing. It's Guy Gardner back with with John Stewart. Right. Right. Which is. Uh, a relationship that a lot of Green Lantern fans love to see, right? And and they're in a strange new place. They're in they're in a whole different universe. And that well, they actually the last book kind of explained where it is, and they confirm it in this book. Mm-hmm. It's if you read uh, the relic stuff mm-hmm. where they were talking about how you, they use up the the light energy and it destroyed the universe and this they're now in the new universe right somehow they got transported back into that old universe at right. the point in which it's going to die mhm with the uh what is it the lightsmith war or whatever yeah where all their lanterns which actually like built stuff with the light are now fighting each other it's it's like they're they're fighting for the last scraps of light <laughs> and, That's wild. And yeah, it's, it's crazy because they're literally like they're, they're not just in space. You, there's not really any stars around them. So there's literally like the light is just disappearing from this oh, place. Man. It's about to die. That's wild. And so, the, and so that made me go, well, how the hell did they get here? Mm-hmm. So I read Convergence and uh, how long? How, me, how, how long did you cry? For what convergence? Yeah, convergence was fine. Oh, it's, how it, dare you! It's exactly what it's exactly what I told you. It was gonna be. It was an Earth Two book that just happened to throw in some other dimensions. Okay. What, what caught me, me off shit. guard? What, what caught me off guard was that the last book is when I realized: wait, our Earth guys are not in any of these books. Because mm-hmm. they show for like two or three pages, like, hey, there's a thing showing up. Oh, it's gone. We're good. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't tell you anything about the lanterns. What mm-hmm. really gets into it is, uh, well, first of all, like I've always said, lantern books do not get affected by by these right. crises. You know, Hal Jordan is right, picks up right where he left off mm-hmm. in Green Lantern, and. It, the Green Lantern Corps is the only thing really affected because they 
for some reason, uh, after convergence, get transported there. They don't know why. We don't know why. Nobody knows what's going on. And that's what the whole last books were. Mm-hmm. Which is, what the hell was the name of that book? Lost Army. Lantern. Yeah, Lost Army. It's just them being transported to this place and they don't know what's going on. Right. Yeah, no, that, that sounds fair. And, and so did you like those stories or how'd you feel about them? I kind of did. Um, I mean, I didn't know what was going on, but they don't know what's going on either. So, <laughs> right. Right. It's you guys fine. were in the same boat. I, I, I've, you know, you know how I feel about Sinestro. So I, you know, I like those books. Mm-hmm. And Hal Jordan being a badass is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Him kind of being the Green Lantern because everybody else is gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it made me pick up Lost Army and it made me realize that they didn't cancel Green Lantern Corps, they just made it miniseries. Right. Yeah, which is okay. I mean, you know, it's I've like said for, I said for years, these books should all just be miniseries instead of, you know, it's if somebody wants to get into a book now, and it's like on issue five hundred, you kind of feel like, oh, well, I'm missing something. But if they say, okay, it's this story, then this story, then this story, you can kind of just pick one up as a trade paperback, and you know, you don't it, have to be. It scared. is easier to jump on now than it was in the past because now just go to Wikipedia or Comic Vine or you know, they yeah, kind of get caught that. up. People don't know that people are dumb. I yeah. resemble that remark. <laughs> people who aren't already into comics are dumb. <laughs> what? What if they're like eight? They're fucking well, idiots. Yeah, little kids saying. are dumb. They just haven't they haven't been exposed yet. Give them Fuck a chance. Em. Oh, gee, hey, if look, you, if you don't, you go to jail for that. Ask Jared. <laughs> if you don't know, if you're not, I thought he liked footlongs. <laughs> oh, such a bad tangent. <laughs> you wanted it this way. Yeah, you asked for I it. I guess I did. This oh. isn't the tangent you wanted. It's the da- tangent you deserve. That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, so, uh, all in all, Oz, if you had to give a rating to... Wait, who, who, who wrote it and who drew it? Oh, you should tell us that. Uh, who knows? Some dude and some other oh, dude. Someone knows, Oz. It should be you. I know. It's well, art if, is... it, if it's DC, it's a white man and a white man. <laughs> Well, the art, the art is is, is uh, Van Siever. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, he he's done a lot of Green Lantern stuff, so I knew what to expect. Ethan, Ethan, yeah, Ethan Van Siever. Yeah, he's good. And he he's a good artist. And it was written by Tom Taylor. Oh, all right. That's oh, yeah. good, right? Right, Larry? No, I love Tom Taylor. Yeah, list list some, list some of his pedigree, Larry, for the uh, audience. Tom, of course, I know, but for no, the audience, Tom Tom Taylor was who was writing Injustice: Gods Among Us, uh, like the ones that 
basically started the whole like season one, two, and three. I'm pretty sure that's all Tom Taylor. Um, he's currently writing uh, Invincible Iron Man. Um, like what? What else has he written? Um, I mean, he did write this. But I'm trying. I feel like there's one other book that was good that I can't think of off the top think, of my head. But I think just the fact that he's done Injustice is. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that, those were all amazing books. No, no, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, Injustice, look, trust me, Injustice has been DC's boon to the, to the point, you know, where that book is still going on. I think it's in like season six, I think. Or, and uh, to all, also to the point where Marvel copied it, which, you know, they came out with their, uh, what is that joint called? Contest of Champions book? To kind of be there, that's Marvel's like version of Injustice, <laughs> and uh, it's which is actually a really good book too. That that book's written by uh, Tom King, I think, if I'm not mistaken. They even got a Tom. They even got a Tom to write it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought no. you were talking about the game. The, which which the? Oh no, it is the game. It's the book. No, no, no. On. But I thought you were saying the game is good. Oh no, I haven't. I haven't played the game. I played it. Is it good? It's it's alright. It's it's cool. Okay, it's but, more it's more to combat with DC characters. Well, Marvel Justice Contest oh, of Champions. Talking. The Marvel it's a, which is a it's a mobile game, right? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But yeah, but Marvel that. Marvel has created a whole book that is based on the game, and you know it has as far as I've been told, it has like the motif of the game, but you know it's in a story form, like how Injustice is. The Marvel game? Yeah. Have you played I it? Of it? Yeah, I got tired of it pretty quick. Oh. Yeah, I, I played it for 15 minutes. The, the comic is actually pretty good. I was like shocked by how much I liked it. Because I really thought it was going to be a throwaway kind of deal. I read issue one, and I was just like, oh, you know, I'll read it just to see because I bought it because I was buying the number ones. And then I was like, oh, schmack, I want issue two of this. And yeah, like, nah, it like, uh, Contest of Champions, like that book is actually going to end up being pretty good, I think. Cool. Yeah, Tom Tom King's kind of on a bit of a roll right now. Actually, he's a uh, he also is writing a uh, Vision, and uh, that's another book that I'm like, wow, like Vision number one is really wild and different. I like it a lot. But anyway, I digress. Uh. Oscorp, yeah. uh, Green Lantern, Edge of Oblivion. What would you give that out of five? I take get it. So that's like what four out of five, three and a half out of five. You know what? I'm gonna go with four. Four because it it is a, it should be a five, but it's a number one, so it's a lot of intro. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of okay. This is. You know, th- this is a this is a character. Are they good? Are they bad? And well, something happened here. So obviously, there's a bad guy. There's a guy <laughs> in shadow that you know is going to be bad. So you know, it's it's a good book, but I don't. I'm not really. I don't really like intros. Yeah, it, it they, plays they, to they, the tropes. They, yeah, they they make me want the next book, which I guess is is a good thing. That is for them. Thing. But but yeah, now I have to wait. And I say fuck them. <laughs> Got it. 
Because well, well, you, you you might end up in a life field situation, you know. <laughs> Word. Indeed, indeed. Folks, before we get out of here, any uh, other news we need to make sure we mention? Um, let's see here. I think that's it. Oh, um, NBC ordered a pilot for a office style DC Comics comedy called Powerless. I don't understand that at all. Yeah. Hopefully it's good, but I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Cool. All right. Well, shoot. Let's let's do it. Let's get out of here. Um, Derek H., you have any any uh, final thoughts that you'd like to share with the good people of All Kings? Derek, you still there? You dead? You sleeping? Yes. I oh. think he's watching TV. Oh, there it is. He's back. <laughs> Go for it, Derek. I was preoccupied trying to do something. Uh-oh. Were you checking Powerball scores? Were you were you practicing for Killer Instinct Tournament? Look, I keep looking. I'm trying to figure out if I won money or not. I think I might have <laughs> won $8. You won $8? Good for you, I, buddy. I think. <laughs> but he spent 50 20. Oh, well, look, no, you didn't spend 20. You spent 12. Oh, see? <laughs> there you go. So, okay, cool. Well, thanks for that, Derek. Great story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you knew you could just go to the store and scan them in, and they'll tell you if you want. So he doesn't want to go to the store. Hey, new year, new Derek. That's what I say. Everybody knows that if you actually like match the numbers up yourself, it gives you a better chance of winning. Fact. He's still just looking at his numbers. Uh, He's doing math. Oscor, why don't you go ahead and give us some final thoughts? Uh, I see y'all at San Diego, bitches. Yeah. I might not get into Comic-Con, but I'll see you at San Diego, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> I, might, I might have to be Moses for a little bit. <laughs> and it would be the same year they check IDs. Oh, jeez. Uh, Jay, how about some final thoughts, bud? Um, guess next time we'll talk about Robin War. Cool. I don't, if you guys haven't gotten the chance to read, uh, like, Robin War 2, you might want to do it. So, yeah. Do I have uh, to read the other Robins first, the We Are Robin? We Are, no. we are Robin are part of the Robin War crossover, but you could probably jump to Robin War 2 without it. Okay, that's a yes. Mm-hmm. Moses... Uh, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to my mother. 
Oh, happy birthday, Moses Magnum. Oh. Elvira Magnum. So Is your mom's she, name Elvira? Yeah, every time I wish her a happy birthday on the air, you ask that. So. <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. It, it, you know, oh. it was charming and funny at first. Now I'm sick of it. Yeah, I'm sorry, Moses. Just like, just like Groundhog do, Day. I, right. I don't, I don't do it on purpose, I promise. <laughs> That's what's more annoying. <laughs> it's like, I want to be mad at you, but I can't because I know you yeah, it's don't. It's like being me. mad at a retard for being retarded. <laughs> I think I'm going to tattoo it on my hand like a friggin' memento. So I can remember it next year. <laughs> yeah. It's like Elvira Magnum. I'd be like, why is that there? Who put yeah, it? Yeah, she, she's it? the ripe old age of 68. No way, really? Yeah. Your mom does not look 68. No, she doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen her in a few years, but I... No, but she, she doesn't. I mean... Right, I know she doesn't, because she didn't look whatever age she was last time I saw her. Yeah. <laughs> Which had to have been the wedding two and a half years ago. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't like to visit your mom. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, although, like, in the last week, I saw her more than I had in the last year, just in that last week. What were you doing? Uh, well, she was in the hospital with like, oh, pancreatitis. See? see? That's, so, not, that's not the reason you want to see your mom. Yeah, I mean, it's not, but... It is what it is, but she got through it okay, and yeah. she's she's fully on the mend. Well, let's make sure that this year you see your mom as much as you saw her last year. Uh, look, look, baby steps. <laughs> uh, I'm calling her. <laughs> I'm calling her twice a week. Hey, that's awesome. That's the that's a goal. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you props for that. I'll give you props for that. So, uh, for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you guys for hanging out. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. If you have any input on the show, any questions or any rep uh, rebuttals to the stuff that we said on today's show, you should go ahead and make sure you hit us up on our social media. We have it all. We got Twitter, we got Facebook groups, we got friggin' Instagram, we got an email address. Whatever, you, however you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up. Um, and of course we have Skype uh, you can leave messages there if you like, any of that so uh, this is Fantastic Forum thank you guys for hanging out with us and until next week we're out and don't forget to sign up for the, for the tournament <laughs> no, no Derek you lost, you lost your final thoughts privileges Derek no <laughs> we're out Derek, we're out already we're out it's not a big turn. You guys are all there, but there's no music.